But now let's go out to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Brendan Gulick joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, been a little while. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It has been a little while. Why has it been so long? You just been golfing everywhere? <laughs> you know, life's a little chaotic these days. Uh, certainly, there's been some golf. That's uh, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, getting married next weekend, so you know, wow. got a lot going on trying to plan for that, amongst other things. All all good. Let me tell you, I'm jealous of your golfing life. I think you 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 live a great golfing life. <laughs> Uh, so you're getting married next weekend. Wow, that really snuck up on everyone, didn't it? Snuck up on everybody. Funny, it's been, <laughs> been engaged for three years. I feel like it didn't sneak up on anybody. It up on you. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like last Nothing time. about this is sneaking up on me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we talked about it. When we went golfing, we went up to Sleepy Hollow. We talked about it. We're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we're getting married here a year or so, whatever it was. And I, I, I feel like I've been I've been thinking about your wedding, and, and we've discussed your wedding, but then I'm like, to, to see it actually be a weekend away seems like, you know, it just feels like one of those things that we were just going to talk about forever, Brendan. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, there were definitely moments I wondered if uh, if it was ever going to get here, but yeah. we had kind of planned on a longer engagement. It wasn't a, wasn't a surprise that it took this long. We were living in two different cities for a while and knew it was going to take a while to plan it. Uh, just exciting that it's finally just about here. Oh, that's great. Everyone needs to go at their own pace. As long as you're not one of those people that it's like, you know, 10 years we're going to be engaged. As long as you're not one of those people, <laughs> then uh, then you're fine. Oh, it's been great. It's been great. Any, any, can I give you advice? Uh, give advice. This sure. Is, I don't know what I'll take it, but I'll listen to it. Yeah, this is the advice no one's going to give you that I need to give you, okay? That's ought to be good. Everyone's going to tell you to make sure that you stay sober and to make sure that you remember all the moments and make sure that you don't get too <laughs> wasted and you don't have too many drinks and, and hey, monitor those drinks. And that's going to be the advice everyone tells you. I'm here to tell you do a little bit of the opposite. I was too sober for my wedding, okay? Like, I remember all of it. It's all great. Everything's nice and all that. But around, like, 10 o'clock or so, after I got done with the vows, after I got done with the dancing and everything like that, you know, like the first dance and all that stuff, I should have really let the hair down. And I didn't because I just wanted to be sober for the whole entire thing. About 10 o'clock, let loose. Let loose. All right. That, uh, you know, that's not the worst advice I've ever heard. I'll, uh, I'll tell you what. Come to, like, 1030, I'll think about it. and I'll be like, you know, Jonathan told me to have another uh, – other gin and tonic, so maybe we'll just do that. Yeah, I think you do. Are you doing the uh, the the drinks for the different sides, the husband and, and the wife drinks, or no? Uh, we've actually got one special signature cocktail, which is really kind of fun. I won't give away the the, the full blown recipe on the air, but uh, there's a drink in my family that we've had for a long time. Uh, it's a lot like a Manhattan, but not quite. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of a mix of a whiskey and a rye and some ginger ale and. Um, you know, fruit garnish. Oh, and, I, I like that. I uh, it's like been in my that. family for a long time. They're delicious. I had a version of that. It was called the John Haddon. That was my specialty drink. So oh, we're, I like we're that. playing in the same ballpark. Uh, all right, Brennan. Um, you do it a lot with the Guardians. Before we get to the Big Ten stuff, because you were at Big Ten Media Days, first blush reaction to Rosario and the deal with Syndergaard. I, I tend to think it was uh, the deal the Guardians had to make. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, I also feel like it was a deal they had to make. It probably wasn't a deal that was super easy for them to to swallow because, look, Rosario has been horrendous defensively, um, but he has been one of your most stable offensive players the last year and a half. And so, you know, I, I don't know that there was this great rush to get him out of town, but you needed to feel like there was a chance that if you dealt him, you were going to get something of good value in return. And 
when you're trading a player that has, you know, he, he has shown some promise, but also has a, a deficiency the way Rosario has been, you're probably not going to get back somebody that is, you know, too much better than what you gave up for it. It's all about fit. Well, the Dodgers really wanted to off, you know, to, to get rid of Noah Syndergaard and his contract. Um, and the Guardians kind of need some stability on the pitching side. I know it's been perhaps a little better than we anticipated, given how much uh, trouble the pitching staff has been in this year with, with you know, their health problems. The reality is if Syndergaard can get back to where he was, this feels like an absolute steal. But I don't know that anybody is – you know, feeling like that's a slam dunk Mm -hmm. that he's going to be the guy that we used to know when he was tearing it up in, in New York. So the combination of, okay, you're going to get a guy who certainly when he's right, he's really good. He just hasn't been right for a bit. You get him back and you finally get to say, okay, we've had all this time and energy invested into Arias and Freeman and Rocchio, who's basically been just stuck in triple a, it's time to see what you got in those guys. And they've been among your best. I, I realize Arias has, has been here, you know, for a while now, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. those three players have basically been three of your five or six best prospects in the organization for a while. So it's time to see if that's part of the future or not. Um, Rosario was a good player. He was a good clubhouse guy. I thought it was apparent last year when they didn't extend him in the off season, that he wasn't going to be the long-term solution. Um, it was nice that he still had a decent slash line. And, and obviously last year he was a good offensive piece, but it just didn't turn out to be, you know, the guy that maybe we hoped would be Francisco Lindor-esque. All right, Brendan, we wanted to have you on because uh, Big Ten Media Days are going on and there's just been a ton. And I'll, I'll start with you. I texted you earlier. I said, I said, I have so much Jim Harbaugh disdain. And I, I think part of the reason why <laughs> So the four-game suspension comes out, and all these people are like, oh, it's about the burgers. It's not about the burgers. You can't lie to NCAA investigators. But it's really not even that. To me, it's just it's the idea that Harbaugh and, and all the fans of Michigan, they just they think that they're holier than thou. And Harbaugh, listen, you're no better than anybody else. You, you, handle, you were awful during the Dr. Anderson thing, not suspending Mozzie Smith after that situation with weapons that landed him a felony charge and then you know, ended up on the plane. The, the Donovan Edwards situation, we can go on and on, but for some reason he keeps putting himself in these situations where he just gets a pass by everyone, and it's, it's misdirection of the highest order here, Brendan. I agree, and it's look, it's easy to dunk on a guy when you've got his number, and for so long Ohio State had, had – you know, embarrassed Michigan on the field that it just felt like, you know, if you were Michigan, you were a, as a fan, you felt like a punching bag. Now you're like, Hey, Buckeye fans, you're, you're not the hunted anymore. You're the hunter. Cause we're the, we're the two time defending conference champs. And so that's going to draw some more criticism, but I, I, I'm not trying to slander the guy. I just don't think Harbaugh is a super likable dude. He's not, he's not even <laughs> close to being on my list of favorite coaches. Um, and I do have a problem with a coach that lies to the NCAA. I don't it's like it. It's the one thing you can't do, Brandon. Like we've just, yeah. It's time and time the again. The recruiting violation itself wasn't that big a deal. It, no, it was, just cop to wrong. it. But, he shouldn't have done it, but it wasn't that big a deal. That's, the, that's the point, though. That's the point, is that he just cop to it. It's not a big deal, but he just continues to think that he's above it all. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, it, it really rubs me the wrong way, and I'll tell you right now, it, there are a lot of people in Columbus that are not too happy about that.
possible. Just and, leave yeah, it at that. And, and they'd be right. They'd be right in that in that assessment. I mean, think about it. Think about just through the history of just different people that have gone through lying to the NCAA. Bruce Pearl, Tennessee head coach with Aaron Kraft, right? You, you remember yeah. that story? Got three years oh, of yeah. show cause for lying about having Aaron Kraft at a barbecue. He told investigators he wasn't there. Photo comes back. Obviously, he was there. He lost his job. Lost his job because you can't lie to investigators. Kevin Ollie, UConn head coach. Same scenario. Like it's, this is what you. But but the the big problem is that Michigan fans for years went around acting like Jim Tressel was the worst dude in the world for pants and a tattoo. Well, Tressel got in trouble because he lied, and that that is what happened. But it's okay. It's 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 one of those scenarios where you're like, well, all right, you can't get on Tressel anymore. Your coach is no better in this regard. It uh, it's so frustrating what college athletics and and certainly college football um, are becoming, you know, it, it just, as, as the year passes and as the off season keeps moving along, it's just like one thing after another of, man, this isn't the sport that we used to know and love and there's nothing you can do about it. It ain't going to change. Um, you know, now you, it almost feels like you've got these collectives that are running the sport because, federal government has made it pretty clear so far they're not going to figure out a way to to help put up guidelines with all the nil stuff i actually thought tony petiti the new commissioner for the big 10 that his comments around nil um yesterday at at media day were pretty poignant when he said i i support unlimited true nil but most of what's going on right now is not about a student athlete's marketing rights and their ability to just have a big reach because their social media platforms are, are that large. Um, it's, it's becoming this pay for play model, whether fans realize it or not. Um, some fans are more tuned into it. Others are just like that, ah, whatever. When football season gets here, I'll pay attention. But th- there are, there are so many bad actors in this space <laughs> and uh, it's really hard to feel like everybody's on the same playing field. And in some ways, man, the, the, the schools that are trying to do it the right way are falling behind because, other schools are being a little shady about it, and they're getting ahead. You sound hurt by it, Brendan, a little bit. I know you love the sport yeah. so much. It just seems like it's it just changed too much for it you is. here. It's it's frustrating. You know, it's it, I'm in a lot of ways, man. I'm I'm a purist. I love competition. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of you know you got a set of rules that everybody plays against, and you're trying to compete to get better. And when not everybody is playing by the same rules, I mean, I realize that's life. Like that happens. That just sucks. And at college sports, like that was the, that was kind of the last thing that wasn't tainted by professional athletics. And like, let's not kid ourselves right now. College football is not amateur football. It's it's professional football under the guise of you know being played in this amateur model. It's it is frustrating. It is for sure. No doubt about that. Uh, Michigan Ohio State game. Uh, Ryan Day teased about it not being played to end out the season. I'm going to fall in an, in a a not popular spot here, so I need to lay it out for you first. When they got rid of the divisions, I, I thought that it was going to make the game devalued uh, if you played back-to-back weeks. You know, in football, in college football, it's so hard to beat somebody two weeks in a row. I, I like when the game matters. I like when the game matters for the entire season. I like the importance being on there. So I'm not anti this, but I know a lot of people around the university and I know a lot of people that really care about the Buckeyes have staken it in a way that I just don't really despise this idea, Brendan. What do you make of it? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree with you in the sense that I want the game to always have meaning because so many things around Ohio State football are changing 
and and the tradition and the the ambiance around how you feel as a Buckeye fan is changing a little bit. No matter when you play Michigan as an Ohio State fan, you're always going to hate Michigan. But it's more fun when the game has more meaning. And to your point, what Ryan Day was getting at was, look, if we play the game the last week of the regular season and then – you know, it, let's say there's an example where it doesn't matter because both teams are going to finish first and second in the league and you're both going to the conference championship game. So you play each other again the next week. Depending on what the national landscape looks like, theoretically, it's possible they could play each other again in the college football playoff in round one. Yeah. You want to play the same team three <laughs> times in a row? That's outrageous. That's just stupid. So obviously you can't schedule thinking that, all three of those things are going to perfectly line up, but you could guarantee that you won't play the same team three times in a row. And you could guarantee that quote unquote, the game has the meaning and the attention that it deserves by not playing it in the final week of the regular season. So as, as disappointing as it would be to see it kind of fall away from that, you know, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, um, I am inclined to say, yeah, if there's that conversation being had, I would support it being played earlier. Brennan, tell people where they can find your, your work on college football and the Buckeyes. Uh, lots of places. Buckeyesnow.com is where we cover all the latest uh, you know news and info from around Ohio State's program and all their alums. Um, all of our social media channels are at Buckeyesnow underscore FN, where uh, Fan Nation is part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group. Uh, and the Buckeye Breakdown podcast is available uh, as a live stream on YouTube, but also wherever you like to get your favorite podcasts. Uh, put up an episode yesterday about just our reaction to um, what we had going on at, in uh, Indianapolis at day one of Big Ten Media Day. And um, we've got some really fun things planned for the fall. So hope uh, hope you'll check it out. Buckeyes now. Brennan, great insight as always. Uh, enjoy the wedding. More importantly, enjoy <laughs> the signature cocktails around 1030, okay? I will. I will. And I will send you a picture on my honeymoon <laughs> of playing Kapalua. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Brennan. Best of Take luck. Care. All right, good stuff right there with Brennan Gulick and the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Outline.